BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Welcome to the European Hoops Podcast. My name is André, and as always, my co-host is the basketball expert, Jörg Valens. We cover the EuroLeague and the main FIBA events during the summer. And right now we are focused on our special series covering the World Cup. Today we talk about the group that includes the FIBA World Cup defending champions, Spain. The group G, ready to preview it? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh... This is going to be an entertaining group here, so let's get to it. When we reach the end of this episode, we will have broken down half of the 32 teams that will participate on this edition of the FIBA World Cup. The four episodes left will come out Wednesday, Friday, Monday, and the following Wednesday with the tournament about to start and we bringing you the, then a special episode with our final predictions and assessments heading into the, the start of the competition when we will be bringing you breakdowns of the action. We have several important important news to go over on this episode. A big one is the confirmation that Giannis will be missing the FIBA World Cup after the possibility that the player would be joining the national team regardless of uh, him being able to be recovered on time. The player made the decision that uh, he wouldn't be traveling with the team for the, the FIBA World Cup. He wouldn't be part of the roster. Unfortunately we won't be able to see Giannis playing for Greece. He certainly was eager and willing to play and defend the, the colors of his country as he always is but unfortunately he won't be able to participate on this uh, edition of the FIBA World Cup. During the recent week we also had some rumors regarding Kristaps Porzingis. Those weren't uh, new reports regarding his uh, health. He has been doing a special condition program as other players of the Latvian national team like Yanis Tima, Davis Bertans have been on a special conditioning program to be prepared for the FIBA World Cup. Luka Doncic had a small uh, scare on his game against Spain. He suffered a leg injury and And uh, he had to leave uh, the game. He was able to, to come back. He was on the bench in the end of the game. Doesn't seem to be too serious, but because of that, he missed the game against United States on the following day. Seems to be precautionary. And uh, we expect to have Luka Doncic uh, ready at 100% to, to try to fight for medals with Slovenia during the, the World Cup. For Spain, we had several updates. We will be getting to Spain later on this episode, but uh, Usman Garuba seems to be struggling with some knee injury and uh, his state is not certain yet for the World Cup. We are waiting on updates to know if the player will be able to contribute for the Spanish team, but at the moment he is questionable to be able to participate in the, the World Cup. We had bad news for France with Nilikina suffering a leg injury against uh, Lithuania on a friendly game and because of that the player had withdrawn from the, the FIBA World Cup and he won't be participating. On the more positive side for Spain, Juan Unes and Alberto Diaz are locks according to Sergio Scariolo on his uh, 
post-game conference after the, their game and their victory against Slovenia in the preparation games. Juan Unes had a very good exhibition and he seems to fit right in with Spain and seems to be able to contribute and to be one of the solutions for the, the playmaker that they need for this edition of the World Cup. Spain looked really good, but we will dive into what we expect from Spain later on this episode. Him and Alberto Diaz seem to be set to, to share the point guard duties during the, this World Cup for the Spanish national team. All the reports seem to indicate that Duarte and Alford will be out for the Republic Dominican, while Jamal Murray wasn't able to travel with the Canadian national team for their preparation games in Germany. He is doubtful to play on the World Cup and seems that he's leaning in the wrong direction, but it's not yet official that the player won't be part of the, the Canadian national team on the, the World Cup, but at the moment he is doubtful to, to be on the final roster for the Canadians. And another good news came from South Sudan, where Wayne Gabriel was announced to be part of the final roster of the this team from South Sudan in the FIBA World Cup. Today we will be talking about Brazil, Cote d'Ivoire, Iran and Spain, teams that will be part of this group G that will be playing in Indonesia with games on the 26th, 28th and 30th of August. We start with Brazil that is on their 19th appearance and have won the competition twice in 59 and 63. Brazil has been part of all the World Cup editions so far and uh, that, that is indeed impressive. On the qualifiers, the team led by the head coach Gustavo de Conte had a record of eight wins and four losses. The Vets, Marcelinho Huertas and Raul Neto can bring stability that will be incredibly important for this Brazilian team. But for me, the key for success of this Brazil resides in Iago's ability to create and score and Bruno's athletic ability. Those two are exactly the players we will be highlighting as keys for success from this Brazilian team. Tell us why, Duke. Yeah, I think uh, first of all, both of them um, won the, the German championship playing for Ulm. They were, they were teammates and they had both had amazing seasons. Uh, Caboclo, uh, a good scorer and a very good rebounder. And he, he had an elite rim-protecting season. So he's also a very good defender. And uh, I think he's going to be the, one of the main pieces for this Brazil team in the World Cup for sure. Then Iago, uh, a very good playmaker who can score and facilitate for others. I think these two guys are, are going to be a, a very good duo and a great combo to, to lead this Brazil team in, in this tournament. So uh, I think they're going to be a very exciting team to watch and I, I expect good things. With a consistent group of players with a good balance between veteran and youth, I project Brazil to win this group in the second place, having them projecting on the 14 to 17 range with teams like Montenegro and Georgia that we have previewed already during this series of episodes. Brazil starts the competition against Iran, playing with Spain next and finishing with a game against Cote d'Ivoire. On the second stage of the competition, Brazil will likely be facing teams like France, Canada or Latvia, against whom I don't favor them. And uh, for the, that reason, I set them to have a ceiling and a floor that is in the same range as a top 16 team. Do you have them in that uh, same range? Uh, I have Brazil in like late teens, but uh, I think they can be very competitive with uh, the early teens uh, per se. Uh, so I think from from ten to like eighteen, I think it's going to be very competitive between those two, those teams. And I think Brazil fits in there. So I have them finishing second in the group, but I do think they can be very competitive with Spain. I just think in the end, uh, coaching and the overall depth that Spain has 
Uh, I think will be a, an advantage there, but I think Brazil can compete with them for sure. Let me circle back to something that you just said. You see Brazil being able to compete with you with teams that are on the early teams. And I, I don't disagree with that assessment in terms of talent and in terms of the, the ceiling of this team. But as the, the World Cup breaks, they would be facing teams like um, uh, France, Canada or Latvia. Then they will need to beat those teams in order or beat Spain in order to be able to achieve to go higher than the top 16. Do you think that they have a shot? You just mentioned that they, they will have a shot in terms of, of roster against Spain, but the depth and coaching of Spain gives them an advantage. Do you think that they would be able to also be competitive against Canada, France or Latvia? Canada and France? No. With Latvia? Yes. I think so. Because uh, with guys like Caboclo and Iago, uh, I, I think those are good pieces to have in a tournament like this. And I think they can give Latvia some problems. I, I would probably pick Latvia just as I would pick Spain, but uh, or or most of the teams in those in that range of our rankings, uh, I'll probably pick those over Brazil. But I do think uh, they can make it, they can make it competitive. Uh, I'm, I'm not picking them against Latvia or Spain, of course. But um, I think it could be competitive and entertaining games, for sure. That's my point. First, I'm not here for any of this uh, disrespect towards Latvia. I... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, I, I do think that uh, they will have a hard time to beat any of those four teams that will be on their path to achieve higher than on the, the top 16. I think that France, Canada, Latvia and Spain are superior teams to this Brazilian roster, but they certainly have a fighting chance and they can be a very intriguing team to watch during, during this uh, World Cup. After Brazil, it's time to look into an intriguing team coming into this World Cup, Cote d'Ivoire. They are on their fifth appearance with uh, their best result ever being a 13th place finish that uh, they achieved twice in 82 and in 86. I don't think that uh, that is on the, the cards for them this time around, but they have a chance to get something that might be as juicy, if not even more appealing. They are in a great position to aim to lock African Olympic slot in this competition but let me circle back to that in just a moment Diabate Fofana Daite and Gaedi are the core group that uh, the head coach the Jan Protic can rely on but uh, on their extended group of players they have some interesting names that could add a layer to this team on Mobamba Matt Costello and Alex Poitras that uh, played some games for them but uh, Poitras and Costello played games for them during the qualifiers while it isn't clear if uh, any of these players or all of these players will be available for this World Cup it is worth noting it as they can raise the ceiling of this team and give them uh, even more depth and more options. On this episode, we will focus on Vavesa Fofana, the 6-7 forward that during the qualifiers was the only player playing in all the 12 games for this team, averaging 25.3 minutes, 5.8 rebounds, 1.6 assists and 1 steal per game. Why is he such an important player for this team? Well, he's a, a very good defender and uh, as a, one of the primary options for, for this Ivory Coast team, uh, I think he should be able to score at a, at a decent pace and be one of the best players for this team. So within the, the that core of guys that you just mentioned, uh, I think Pofana can be a, a, the primary one in, in there, but uh, they should be able to be a, a fun team to watch. And uh, I have them being able to compete somewhat in, in against Brazil. Uh, like you said in the beginning, if teams like Brazil and Spain are not at their A game, they, they could have some problems against them. 
So I think Fofan is going to be a, a good player in here. While I project Cote d'Ivoire to win this group in third place, they have indeed a fighting chance to beat teams like Brazil. I'm favoring them at this moment to beat Iran within this group, and that's why I have them and project them to finish this group in the third place. But more than that, one of the goals for this uh, team from the Ivory Coast is to be fighting to the Olympic slot for one of the African teams, and I expect them to be in this mix with some competition of a team that I am uh, very high on as we as you have heard on our very first episode of the of our world cup series south sudan that i expect to give ivory coast a run for their money besides that other teams like egypt cape verde and angola will certainly try to be on the fight and try to be on the mix from those i think ivory coast and the south sudan are the front runners to lock that olympic slot for the african team on the second stage this team would be likely facing Lebanon and uh, the loser between France, Canada and Latvia I think that they can be competitive against Lebanon and that might be the matchup that will be key for them to overcome a team like South Sudan and rank higher in the end of this uh, World Cup, giving them the Olympic slot that they will certainly be aiming at. It's a close matchup and uh, at the moment I have a slightly lean towards Lebanon, leaving things open on that front. On my poor rankings, I have the Ivory Coast ranked between 24th and 28th, with them certainly having a, a fighting chance to, to win this World Cup on the top 24. What about you, Duke? How do you see Cote d'Ivoire performing during the, the World Cup? Yeah, I have them finishing third in this group. Like I said before, I think they can be somewhat competitive against a team like Brazil. But in the end, I just think they're going to finish third in the group. Uh, I have them ranked in my mid-20s, in my power rankings. So I do agree with you. I think they are one of the best African teams, and maybe they can secure that spot for, for the Olympics. But uh, yeah, I think they're going to be in those early 20s uh, as far as the World Cup. And uh, I think, the, But I think they're going to be an entertaining team to watch. And uh, I think they can compete with some teams uh, ranked ahead of 20. But, uh, but we'll see what they're able to do Like when it's all said and done. I do think they're going to be exciting. Uh, a good defensive team and guys who are athletic so uh, let's go ahead and, and see what they do but uh, I do think they are a mid-20s team I'm in agreement with you in general and I, that's one of the, the particularities that makes the, the World Cup so interesting is that it's only about the competition it's uh, for many teams that come and uh, have a lower ceiling and that, that are not really on the fight for medals they still are competing for something and uh, locking that uh, Olympic slot for the African team is certainly something to aspire for it's uh, something that I see Cote d'Ivoire fighting hard to, to achieve that. Next on the docket we have Iran. They are on their fourth World Cup appearance, having as best result a 19th place in the 2010. They come into this World Cup having a hard time during the qualifiers. Regardless of that, they took care of business and ranking behind Australia, China and Japan. They were able to lock their slot in this competition. On the roster with uh, experienced players on FIBA competition we will be highlighting the great Hamed Ahdadi, the 7 38 Eight years old big man Duke why is Hadadi such an important piece of this roster and uh, for this Iranian basketball team uh, well uh, former NBA player he, he has great size he, he's a very big player he's a good rim protector and uh, similarly to Walter Tavares when we previewed Cape Verde uh, that is a, a very important player to have in FIBA rules so a guy that can protect the paint and protect the rim. So I think Adadi is a, a very important player for the Saran team. Uh, while that is uh, good for him because he is a 38-year-old guy and to still be able to be relevant on a national team is amazing. Uh, for the team itself, it's kind of tough if you're that much depending on a 38-year-old 30 player 
But uh, I do think he can be very important for them and give them the the necessary rim protection for them to be able to try to compete with uh, with Ivory Coast. His physicality and ability to play near the rim on both sides of the court is really enjoyable. As it is obvious at this point, I project Iran as the fourth team in this group, as I see Cote d'Ivoire having an upper hand on their matchup. I also am not favoring the team led by head coach Harmagani against their likely opponent in the fight for a top 28 finish, Lebanon, but they certainly will have a fighting chance on that game as well, with the top 28 being for me their ceiling, but with me projecting them to finish this World Cup without wins, I rank them on the 29 to 32 range on my power rankings. What about you, Dio? Yeah, I think Iran is there in my late 20s in my power rankings. I obviously, uh, same similarly as you, I have them finishing fourth in this group. Uh, I think if they are on their A game, maybe they can compete with uh, Ivory Coast, but I, I still think it's going to be very hard to do. Um, I think they're going to be uh, on the late 20s as far as the classification on this World Cup. And like I said before, I think they are too dependent on the on Adadi as an older player. And I don't know if he's going to be able to give them that them high, high minutes uh, for them to, to really be competitive. So uh, I have them in my low 20. I'm in agreement here with you. And let's end this episode talking about the defending champion Spain. They will be on their 13 appearance, uh, having won the competition in 2006 and 2019. Spain that just won the Eurobasket last summer in an impressive fashion mm. and uh, has an incredible basketball program overall and from the youth levels that uh, we can simply never count out when it comes to competitions uh, in FIBA competitions, especially when they are led by a basketball genius, the Italian head coach Sergio Scariolo. But uh, defending their title won't be an easy task with playmaking being an issue with, uh, within this roster, with Lorenzo Brown, the American guard that uh, was key for their Eurobasket run and Eurobasket title last summer, not being part of this roster. The team isn't short in talent with players like Santi Aldama and uh, one of the Eurobasket basket sensations Alberto Diaz on the roster as well for us the key players of this roster resides on the Hernan Gomez brothers and those are the players that you will be highlighting yeah so starting off with a uh, Willie Hernan Gomez the the MVP of the Eurobasket last year um, obviously he's one of the best big men in this competition uh, uh, very good in the post uh, with his footwork and his his ability to play with his back to the basket and um, any a high IQ player as well. Uh, he will be returning to Euroleague next season, so I'm very excited to see how he he plays in this World Cup uh, as far as his preparation as well for next season with Barcelona. So that's going to be very interesting to see. And then uh, his brother uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez, um, also coming back to Euroleague for Panathinaikos, um, a very good shooter who can play multiple positions as well as defend multiple positions. I think those two guys are going to be. The, the best players for Spain, but I do agree with you. The the playmaking, uh, it's going to be a problem for them because with Rubio not going and Lorenzo Brown also not going, uh, those two guys were so important for them both in the World Cup with Ricky Rubio um, in the in the latest World Cup with Ricky Ricky Rubio being one of their best players and then Lorenzo Brown being that elite playmaker for them in Eurobasket last year. Uh, I think it's going to be very hard to replace those guys. And I think Spain could struggle a little bit from that uh, standpoint of playmaking. But I think these two guys will will be enough for Spain to 
to have a good tournament overall and I think they're going to be a fun team to watch. We were speaking about playmaker, playmaking and that for me it's uh, the key with this Spanish roster. Would you agree with me that uh, Lorenzo Brown was the most important player for Spain to win the Eurobaskets? While Willy Werner Gomez was a deserving MVP, I would say that without Lorenzo Brown on that team it would be very, very hard for them to have enough creation to, to have won the competition and uh, that's why I think it's, it will be very, very hard for them to, to, compete, to compete and to defend their, their title here on the World Cup also without a Maker, would you agree with me that Lorenzo Brand was uh, a key player for them to, to be able to achieve that, that title on the, the Eurobasket? Yeah, absolutely a key player. Uh, I think their most important player, if you can call it that, was uh, Sergio Scariolo as the coach because he did such an amazing <laughs> job. Uh, yeah, absolutely. No, but uh, on the court, for sure, Lorenzo was one of the most important guys for Spain. And you can argue that without him, uh, Willy probably doesn't win MVP because Lorenzo was the guy facilitating for Willy and for everybody, playing the pick and roll, driving and kicking it out, and even scoring the ball. So obviously, it's gonna it's a big loss for them. But uh, we'll see how they how they are able to to replace that. And of course, with a coach like Scariolo, uh, I always think they have a chance to to win games. So we'll see how they do. But uh, it's going to be interesting to follow for sure. I'm never discounting any team coached by Sergio Scariolo. Mm-hmm. The the man is a genius and one of the best basketball coaches in the world, without any doubt. I project Spain to have a fairly simple path into the second round and within this group. And uh, to win this group after winning this group is the story becomes quite different once they reach the that stage of the competition, the second phase of the competition with uh, France, Canada or Latvia potentially on their way. The tricky part is that even if Spain were to, to find their way into the quarterfinals that I don't favor them to do so in the, that group with the teams like France, Canada or Latvia they would be facing Germany, uh, Australia uh, or Slovenia in the, the quarterfinals teams against whom I also don't favor Spain making their path extremely hard with uh, me ranking them 7 to 12 range uh, within my power rankings while they will certainly be able to compete and try to fight to get into the quarterfinals. I find it hard for them to to reach a medal game within this uh, group of teams that will be on their side of the brackets. It's mostly about the path, not about the talent. We saw Spain playing against Slovenia and being absolutely amazing playing a great brand of basketball as they always do under Scariolo the ability that they have to share the ball the willingness of players like Santi Aldam and William Gomez to perform and to give everything that they have to, for this team and that really really makes them a dangerous team Juan Nunez shown flashes of being able to provide them some of the playmaking that they need they are so good at sharing the ball at playing team basketball that it won't be the end of the world for them not having having experienced playmaker uh, playing the point guard for them for 40 minutes per game but when the stakes are the highest and uh, reaching those quarterfinals or even on the, the second stage group I think they will have a hard time to, to make it all the way into the, the medal games and to, to reach the semifinals and that's why I have them on this uh, 7 to, to 12 range within my power rankings but uh, can we ever discount Spain on a FIBA competition? Of course not we know that we know better than that but uh, right now that's where I rank them I rank them to, to win this group I expect them to win this group do you am I too low on Spain what do you see this uh, Spanish ro- roster achieving during this World Cup uh, I don't think you are too low uh, I think you're just right because that's my opinion as well uh, I do think they win this group uh, I have them in my 8 to 13 range in my power rankings uh, I just think that and this is no disrespect to the Spain or their players at all 
I just think it's in the last two decades, this is probably one of the worst rosters that Spain has ever presented. But uh, I do think they have a favorable group and they should be first. But uh, for them to reach the quarterfinals, though, it, it will be very hard because I don't think they can beat France or Canada. Uh, and even Latvia could be a, a very complicated game. But uh, both in the World Cup and in Eurobasket, I counted out Spain and they won both. So I don't know if I should be doing this again because they always, they always seem to have an answer for it. But I, I just think that on this tournament specifically, it will be very hard for them to advance through France or Canada because I just think they are better teams. But uh, of course, we, we can't count Scariolo out because he's one of, one of the best coaches in the world, one of the best coaches in this tournament, maybe the best. So they will always have a chance. But uh, would I pick them to beat France or Canada? Uh, no, nah, I, I would. Yeah, same here. And that's why I'm ranking them on that uh, position within my power rankings. As we approach the, the end of this episode, let's sum up our thoughts about uh, the outcome of this group and uh, what we expect to see from these teams. I project Iran to end in the fourth place within this group with the veteran team not being quite at the level that uh, the other teams of this group can be. So I expect them to win fourth. Yeah, same here. Uh, I think they're going to finish fourth in the group. Uh, maybe a, a perfect game can give them a chance to beat Everett Coast, but I, I just don't see it. So I, I'm going to have them fourth in the group. Cote d'Ivoire is one of the intriguing teams in this World Cup for me. And while the addition of guys like Costello, Poitras and Mobamba can help them considerably, we can totally ignore their aspirations to be the number one team from Africa in this World Cup. And I think that's something that they can totally aspire to, aspire to be while I'm ranking them to be third on this group. Yeah, it's the same. I, I think they can be competitive with Brazil uh, somewhat but uh, I just don't think they have enough to, to really beat them so I'm going to have them third as well Brazil comes into this World Cup with a great mix of players veterans and youth and I expect to see them moving into the top 16 but I see that as being their ceiling and their floor and I expect them to finish second in this group and to end in the top 16 of this World Cup yeah 100% we, we agree again because uh, I think they are clearly the, the second best team in this group and uh, I just don't see a way where they can get through France or Canada. So uh, I have them the same as you. Very well. At the top of this group, I have the defending champions, Spain. They should be able to cruise past by this group, but the real challenge comes after for their aspirations to defend their title. I don't expect them to be beating the, the teams that they will be finding and facing on the, si on the second phase, even if they are able to manage to find a way into the quarterfinals. I also don't expect them to be favorites on that situation, making it extremely hard for me to see them defending their title, but I do expect them to win this uh, this group. Yeah, uh, I agree with you 100%. Uh, and, I, and I hate this because... You guys know that we don't really like agreeing with each <laughs> other because we are both competitive as well. So, but uh, but yeah, I don't think there's much to disagree on here. Uh, I also have Spain first in the group, and uh, I also don't think that they are capable of defending their third title. And now. Such as Cariolo will come and prove us wrong, as he always do, because the man is a genius. Let's wrap up another episode of our World Cup series by reminding you guys that uh, we will have episodes coming out Monday, Wednesday and Friday until the start of the World Cup. And that during the competition, we will be releasing special episodes covering all the action and bringing you updates of everything that happens. To not miss on any of the action and to not miss any of our episodes, make sure you are following us on Twitter at Itos Euroleague and subscribe to the podcast. My name is Andre and I'll be seeing you guys soon. Bye, guys. See you on next episode. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials program, the world opened up. 
He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project UP, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. Remax agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit Remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.